You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Don Reckla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert. And Today, we're talking about the frequency of hope. Last week's episode with Elizabeth April, we dove into this concept of how to quantum leap into what's possible. And a big portion of that is this idea of hope, but it's such a fleeting concept. We use that word all the time. We kind of agree on what it means. But when you actually think about enacting it, I don't know that we any of us realize exactly what we're up against with that. And so prior to talking about the frequency of hope, we have to take a look at the alternative, right? So if we're not operating in the frequency of hope, what are we operating in? And I've, I've done this social experiment now over the last few months where you, if you just sit in a crowd, if you listen to people talking, if you um, watch a show or um, watch a movie, it doesn't matter, just observing human behavior. There's this underlying frequency of hopelessness. Um, which, of course, is, is comparable to a frequency of fear, right? There's a density to it. There's a weightedness to it. It's a um, kind of this 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 um, idea that there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Like, what are we all doing here, right? This, this um, it, it's kind of the difference between the idea of paranoid or paranoia and pronoia, right? The difference between everything's out to get you versus everything is conspiring on your behalf. And when we look at that and really understand, well, what does it mean to live in a, in, in, in a world where it's, that's prevalent, that's the norm, that's accepted, and we don't even realize it, right? The subtleties are so incredibly well hidden on purpose, right? I would contend that all of this is very by, by design, purposeful um, by certain aspects of us that operate in those lower frequencies and they perpetuate themselves. All they need is a little bit of energy. And so if we look at them, if we think about them, if we mull them over, if we worry about them, right, the very spaces that we're in when we're experiencing them perpetuate their very existence. So it's like, how do you get out of it, right? If you're in it, how do you get out of it? And the idea of quantum leaping, right, as we talked about last week and, and choosing a different version of reality, choosing a different frequency to operate in, choosing a different timeline requires the ability to supersede, to rise above, to transcend this notion of fear or hopelessness because as long as it's in us and there's that there are those constrictions we're actually not really creating we're simply reacting um so there's stages to this right that the reaction is from the like gut-wrenching um you know the the saber-toothed tiger is chasing us kind of um reptilian fear of paralysis right you just can't move in those spaces in and to think that we'd be capable of in that level of constriction without assistance, without processes, without practice, without training, without guidance, without prayer, without belief, without anything, to be able to yank ourselves out of it, right? The very thing that we've created. So it's so it's like it's like the, the most intense AI experience ever because it's ours and it and it works with our stories and our emotions and our constrictions and our traumas and everything that we have to prove to us that the fear that is emanating from it, the the concern, if you will, the very thing that we need to look ahead to, to try to avoid is so personal to us because it comes from 
all of our own pieces and parts, right? It's the biggest manipulation. Now, culture after culture after culture has tried to describe this, and, 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 and it can be the devil, it can be dark forces, it can be the ego, it can be, um, you know, I, I, we could go kind of ad nauseum on that to kind of look at all of the different ways of explaining it. But at the end of the day, all we know is that it works. <laughs> it perpetuates, right? We, we, we are okay staying in this kind of perpetual existence of fear. And even if we're happy or relieved or um, feeling love or grace or, or the divine or beauty in a moment, there's always that aspect inside of us that knows that the next moment may bring something very different. In fact, it suspects it. It's pretty sure it's going to happen. That's what we're talking about when we talk about the frequency of fear. Not, not necessarily that, that we're all walking around in um, aware that we're operating from a fight or flight scenario. But when you start to peel those layers back, that's exactly what's going on. So what do we do about that, right? So this series, this two-part series, is on the frequency of hope. So we're going to take a quick break here. Um, and then when we come back, we're going to dive more deeply into how to disentangle that frequency of fear. And then when, in part two, we're going to look at um, how to introduce the frequency of hope, perhaps in a different way than how you've learned it or heard it. And, and, and of course, as with everything, take what works for you. You know, we tell our clients in our programs, like, these are this is our software that we're offering to you and we're offering it to you as a way for you to upgrade your operating system, right? To upgrade what you're capable of doing. And, and you may not always agree with the software. You may not agree with the words that we say. Um, you, they may sound different to you or maybe it doesn't mesh up with your religious beliefs or your spiritual beliefs, but it's just software, right? It's, it's just a playground for you to start recognizing these very real programs that you have inside of yourself that are prohibiting you from moving forward in your evolution. So just entertain the notions, right? Entertain the words, the vernacular, the, the um, ideology, the philosophy, whatever it is. And, and don't be so quick to disregard it before going, okay, how can I apply this? How does this work in my life? Does this work in my, am I seeing this? If I take an observing kind of perspective can i see how this functions in my existence and if so then then keep listening if not well then you're doing great and and find, find a, a a different episode but but this is in my opinion one of the biggest contributing factors that keeps people limited um, and keeps them from moving into that role as the creator and into that abstract frequency um, again if you want assistance and if you you want some guidance in that go check out our superpower programs on the site superpowerexperts.com um, but we'll talk about that more when we come back here from the break. Um, again, you can find us at superpowerexperts.com and you're listening to Disrupt Reality. We're doing a two-part series on the frequency of hope. So stick with us and we'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter, we now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, 
remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Awesome. We're back. Before the break, we started talking about the frequency of fear and how it relates into this concept of the frequency of hope, right? And this is part one of that series. Um, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, and, and I appreciate you listening to this. It, it's piggybacking off of a conversation I had last week with Elizabeth April around how to quantum leap, and leap into what's possible. But And of course, those are the exciting conversations, right? Those are the really fun, sexy conversations of like, ooh, how do I create my reality? And can I be like Dr. Strange? And can I bend time? And can I do all this stuff? And of course you can. And between here and there is some pretty diligent work that has to be done namely to disentangle yourself from what's not necessarily in alignment with where it is that you want to be going. And the frequency of fear really plays into that. And so I mentioned before that there's, you know, there's subtle ways that this plays out. There's much more um, extreme ways that this plays out, like life or death, very obviously life or death situations. But ultimately, we, we don't, our bodies don't know if, if it's a real life or death situation or if it's a, um, uh, an adaptation of that, right? And so, so let's take a really clear example. Let's say you're working at your desk and you're on your computer and you get an email that comes through, right? And you've been sitting along and things are going great and you're creating and woo, you got the world, the world's your oyster and whatever. And here comes this email and you, you, you don't even, you're not even reading your email. It's not read your email time, right? You're creating but, but, you know, we have notifications and everything else. So it pops up and you see that it's from somebody that you kind of have been avoiding a conversation with. And then you read like maybe the first line because, of course, all, you know, all these really helpful software programs are telling us <laughs> all kinds of information that we don't necessarily uh, want to see right away at, at all moments. And you see the first two lines in this person's irate, right? And it's blah, 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 blah. And you kind of knew that was coming. You kind of knew there was some some friction there, but but you'd been... You may be putting it towards the end of your to-do list and all of a sudden your heart kind of starts beating faster and your body constricts a little bit and, and, and your palms might get a little sweaty and they're like, oh, and you're like, wait, wait, I was just feeling great. I want to go back to creating and I want to do all this stuff. But here's this inevitable like just anchor that just got dropped on you. And the body, as you go into those constrictive movements, it, it doesn't know that somebody's not like reaching through the computer, stabbing you in the heart with a knife, right? It doesn't know that it's not quote unquote real um, from the perspective of something in your physical reality is, is, is now coming after you, threatening you, chasing you, stabbing you, whatever, because the response is the same. And if you can peel yourself out of that when, in those moments when that happens and step back, you can feel it. And you know that your body's sitting in that fight or flight and it's, it doesn't function as well, right? It's not as smooth. It can't make decisions. It can't tap into its intuition. It can't, um, you know, resource through spirit. It, it really is limited. And so the decisions that get made from that place, the actions, even, even if you try really, 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 really hard not to react, right? Well, I didn't send an email back. I didn't rant and rave. I didn't post on Facebook. I didn't scream at my spouse. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, right? Yes. And you get credit for that. And if your body's in that state of reaction, you're still creating from a really subtle frequency of fear. That's difficult to swallow for those of us who've done so much work moving the giant boulders and we're patting ourselves on the back and we're saying, yeah, but I'm not doing that anymore, right? I'm not throwing something across the room. I'm not going out and drinking. I'm not, you know, whatever the, the self-soothing mechanism was before, um, for sure, that's true. But moving the boulders just allows space to move 
the rocks and moving the rocks allows space to move the pebbles and moving the pebbles allows space to move the grains of sand. And this is an ongoing process, folks, until you are solidly standing in that abstract frequency and can really truly see things for what they are to include the emanation of other people's broadcasts of their own fear, right? Because we like to vomit our fear on each other. Then you are in the throes of this practice and it behooves you to continue with the practice. So if, if you've moved the boulders and you've done techniques and you've taken the workshops and everything else to, to get some of that big stuff out of the way, just know that the, the smaller stuff is coming. That's all part of the game. And, and it's, it really is a, a beautiful evolutionary process when you look at it because it's moving all of this density out so that we are um, a lot more fluid, so that we're lighter, so that um, there's a lot more space in between our molecules so that we're moving more. That's, that's the equipment that you need to be able to operate in some of these higher frequencies. Um, and, it, and it's worth it because what all of us are sensing, right, this new world, this awakened state of beingness, this walking the world as the divine, this, this, you know, using our superpowers to have an impact, redesigning the reality that we see in front of us. Um, all of that is predicated on removing ourselves from the programs of fear. Um, this frequency of hope notion really came to me when um, I was just overwhelmed, as with everybody, you know, as you attune and attune and attune, you know, your container gets more expansive, your, your um, sensitivities get heightened, like you're just able to to know so much more, um, you know, and, and when you can feel that sense of hopelessness that underlies people's words and their actions and the stories they tell themselves and what they share with others and what they choose to focus on and um, just the lies that we tell ourselves all the time about how the world works um, and then perpetuate it from that place. It, it, it really is undeniable that there is deep work to be done in, in these areas. And it takes a lot of courage to step away from that um, program and to say, you know what, I think we can do things differently. And what if I want to feel that love and that grace and that hope all the time? Does that make me foolish, right? Because that's a big part of this is what if I'm wrong? What if, if, I, what if I believe in God or I believe in spirit or I believe in the universe or I believe in my higher self or I believe in intuition? What if I believe in superpowers and I'm wrong, Right. Um, because a lot of people are ready to rub that in my face, you know, and remind me that they try to warn me that it was foolish and naive to, to believe in this and to try to build a life around it and that it could never work. Well, going back to this notion of the frequency of fear, if that's truly where we communicate from and where we're creating from, then it stands to reason that all signs would point to um, wanting to discourage us from stepping into those spaces. And now we can blame conspiracy theories. We can blame paranoia. We can blame the devil. We can blame a lot of things, but ultimately who cares? Like if you can recognize it and you can see it and sense an alternative, then isn't it worth kind of stepping into that space? And so as we close out this first part of this frequency of hope series, I want to leave you with this um, challenge to over the next week, really Pay attention to, to what you're saying, how you're saying it, to what others are saying, how they're saying it, how you're going into agreement with or co-signing into somebody else's frequency. Even things like, a, oh my gosh, I don't feel well and I didn't sleep well last night. And, and a, a response of, oh, wow, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I didn't sleep well either. And we kind of have this one-upsmanship on who can be the most miserable. 
don't engage with that. See if you can't alter that conversation. Just challenge yourself to at the very least keep quiet or say, oh, you know, I slept incredibly well last night. Like, um, may, is there something on your mind? Maybe we can talk about it, right? Like be helpful um, and, and encourage others up into a higher frequency. Don't simply relax into lazy conversation because that's the program. See, see what happens this week when you challenge yourself to really pay attention to what's being communicated, not just what words are being said, but really what's being communicated. And is it coming from a frequency of hope or a frequency of fear? Take the challenge this week. See if you can't kind of start to feel into that for yourself and for others. Um, and, and like I said, if you want more assistance with this, come through the programs. You know, this is something that we talk about a lot with our clients because these things hide out. Like I said, it's the most advanced like AI program ever because it's yours and you created it and it's learning right alongside of you. So it doesn't really matter how much developmental work you do if you don't have a strong foundation in um, in that obser- observation, your ability to maintain that higher aspect, then you'll always talk yourself into perpetuating more of the same from that frequency of fear, no matter how subtle. Um, so pay attention to that stuff this week. Again, check out our site, superpowerexperts.com. Listen to more of the podcast. That's a natural attuning mechanism. It's really easy to do. Challenge yourself to listen to one episode a day. Just one episode a day. We have so many to choose from. And just make that pattern of saying, you know, I'm going to listen to something other than that. And I'm going to see if I can't start to sensitize myself to feel the difference. It's truly a worthwhile endeavor and it's easy to do. And you're not alone. You know, millions of people around the globe are taking that same challenge with you. So, so you're in good company. Regardless, we appreciate your lo- loyalty listening to the network. And, and we appreciate you helping to make it such a huge success. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.